Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening listening to It's All Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business, love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose, because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways. We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Nerd out with us and have fun along the way. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because it's all connected! Welcome! You're listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and me, Michelle Walters. Today, we are interviewing Gautam Kapoor, who's a Vedic astrologer. He is part of Stars and Astrology. Welcome, Gautam. Thank you so much, Michelle and Cynthia. It is so good to uh, connect with you folks again, right? Yes. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Gautam began researching Vedic and Hora astrology in 1989 when he was 14 years old. Gautam was drawn to the systems method of predictive astrology, which has drawn lots of inspiration from the Bible of Hindu astrology called Parashar Hora Shastra. Gautam officially began seeing horoscopes in 1996, and by the year 2000, he had over 2,500 clients in India. He continued his research in astrology passionately and came to some very interesting conclusions over time. Gautam strongly believes that astrology is an indicative science rather than a predictive science. It is prudent that every student and patron of astrology understand that there is invariable a convergence of karma and destiny. Gautam is a computer engineer by profession working in the field of cybersecurity. Gautam, that's a lot of stuff, man. (laughs) I know. This is a very expansive intro. And, you know, it seems forever, actually, since I started doing astrology. It makes me feel old. I've been doing it since I was 14 and 89, and now it's so many years later, right? Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been one interesting journey. Um, And, you know, I I actually tell a lot of people that uh, I, even after all these years, I continue to test my faith in this beautiful science of Vedic astrology. I mean, I'm just kind of emphasizing on the Vedic astrology, but I should really... Uh, you know, kind of broaden the scope and just call it uh, astrology because there are different, uh, you know, methodologies. Uh, I'm just going to allude to it as methodologies, you know, or different uh, pseudosciences as we call it. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's been uh, one hell of a ride and I've kind of coupled this with uh, other things also mm-hmm. uh, in my life. I mean, I am a computer engineer by education and profession. So I'm just like the guy next door who believes in science, right? I do get it all the time when I go to parties or meet friends. Inevitably, this conversation around astrology comes up and I'm asked this question, is it really a science Gotham as you keep alluding to, as you keep calling it? And then, you know, three hours go by and we're still discussing it and talking about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for the intro. That is uh, much appreciated. Well, you know, astrology is fascinating because there are so many things that are fixed, right? You can, pre- you can predict the... Um, the planets and and their movements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I like to say, hey, it is very much science based. But before we even get there, 
What I'd like to, to know is, can you tell me the difference between Vedic astrology and Western astrology and um, and then Chinese astrology or the Batsi, if, if you know about the Batsi? You know, I'll be, uh, I'll say this in full candor. I am not cognizant about the Batsi uh, Chinese astrology. Uh, I know their astrology is focused a lot based on a calendar year. Uh, not to say that it's wrong or right or whatever it is. Uh, but uh, my focus essentially has been obviously on Vedic astrology. And, uh, you know, I spent some cycles uh, reading about Western astrology. I mean, Vedic astrology is very sidereal based. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, Western astrology is tropical based. And a, a lot of emphasis in Vedic astrology is given to moon and the placement of moon. And one of the reasons for that is, um, uh, is because uh, moon represents uh, the mind. It, uh, it represents emotional health. It also represents the mother. So the significance because of the, uh, you know, the connotation of mind is why Vedic astrology is what Vedic astrology is. Whereas in uh, Western astrology, there is a lot of focus on sun, not to say that, uh, you know, and the sign in which it resides. Uh, there's uh, a lot of focus in that. And not to say that uh, sun, which is a royal planet, uh, you know, it has the same kind of prominence uh, even in Vedic astrology, but uh, we are we're obviously looking at the moon also additionally. Now, uh, you know, in in terms and you kind of just touched upon it in terms of uh, sidereal, and you know, we take uh, you know the path of the sun, and this is twenty four hours and uh, twelve signs or twelve fixed stars, as you mentioned, uh, and we kind of have the same starting point we as in Vedic astrology as well as Western astrology. However, over the course of time, that distance of the starting point is actually deviated by 23 degrees. And what that manifests into is when you look at a Vedic chart versus a Vedic astrology chart versus a Western astrology chart, you'll find that the signs uh, or the rising signs actually change. There is some technicality to it, but that technicality is that 23 degrees. And each planet moves from 0 to 30 degrees in a span of uh, uh, you know, each sign actually from zero to 30 degrees in a span of two hours, uh, you know, as it goes along the zodiac. So it's a convoluted explanation, but uh, hopefully it gave a little bit of insight to your uh, listeners. Oh, no, it made, it made sense to me. And it's very exciting um, to be talking about the differences. Um, now, here's the thing that we love about all these healers. Is it okay that I, that I consider you a healer or that we call you a healer? No, actually, I'll I'll be honest. Uh, I love this. I this am, is great. Uh, I I think you folks are the healers uh, in, in a lot of ways. Yes, I am giving direction. You know, I am telling people to go with uh, you know some of the Vedic mantras. You know, and that sound healing comes, but really, it is your karmic action. And I think some of the things that you folks have been telling people is to tap into your own inner self uh, to kind of self heal. Maybe that's a wrong term, and you know we'll. It's probably for conversation another day, but I don't, I don't qualify as a healer. Uh, you know, a lot of people will think in that direction, but uh, I don't think I qualify, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, as a Vedic astrologer and a very good one, uh, I, I would love to um, talk a little bit about your spiritual—not your spiritual, your speciality which is, or your specialty. I don't know where speciality just came from. I apologize. But like your speciality. Specialty. Yes. Or something like yes. That. <laughs> God of Kapoor, speciality of <laughs> astrologer. Is that you, um, your specialty is with um, uh, medical, right? Or yes. 
So can you talk to us a little bit about that? One is, how did that become your bend? How did you find out that that was your specialty? And can yeah, and give us a couple of stories about uh, how that works. The word's going to ring large in my mind, specialty. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, we've, got, we've got 12 houses. We've got nine planets, right? Um, every planet is a significant error for uh, some function, right? So the planet sun rules over general constitution. It rules over the head. It rules over the eyes. The planet Venus rules over your internal organs. It rules over the luster of your skin. Mercury rules over the central nervous system, the veins and things like that. Mars is stamina, energy, bone marrow, things like that, right? Um, so, you know, doing this, obviously the usual questions that I've always been getting have been around, you know, people coming with relationship, people have been coming with financial, you know, people trying to understand, you know, when things will improve or whatever it is. But uh, it's very interesting when I had uh, certain doctors who actually came up to me uh, you know, asking about astrology. And I even then, I think I would say about um, about 11 to 10 years, 11, 12 years back, I actually had a patient, well, a client come to me who was also a patient and she was struggling with uh, a medical condition. Uh, and, you know, looking at the charts, uh, the doctor was unable to give a diagnosis. And, you know, I started researching and I started looking and I was able to tell her where the ailment was, right? In that case, it was more on the in the abdominal region. I was able to tell, and then, you know, going into certain afflictions of planets, I was able to even narrow it down and talk about things like IBS and things like that. And she took that information back to her doctors. And very interestingly, the doctor said, okay, we haven't looked at this. And they started looking at it, and bam, that's exactly what the prognosis ended up being. So I'm like, this is very, very, very cool. And so I started focusing more and more on medical astrology because, you know, the plants are able to tell you, give you direction. Okay, this is the things that are afflicted, including for moon, right, which is uh, for mind. And then I was able to look at, uh, uh, you know, uh, parents who came to me for kids, uh, you know, struggling with autism and things like that, or other schizophrenia and issues like that. So I was able to look into all of that. Uh, I've always said, I've always maintained the fact that whenever you come to me, whatever you're doing in terms of your treatment, whether you're going to a doctor, please do not stop that. This is supplemental in nature. Uh, use this to provide guidelines and then do your treatment. And then, you know, once whatever I tell you in terms of medical astrology, use and leverage the power of Vedic mantras and that sound healing, which actually supplements whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, so this is where, you know, over the years, I've said, not to say that I'm not doing other things, right, um, uh, for Vedic astrology, you know, the things I mentioned earlier. But, yeah, this, is, this has been a large focus because this makes a tangible impact. Uh, and, you know, it's in, in, terms of, in terms of timeline, because people ask me how soon, it really varies. But, but the impact is definitely tangible. So, yeah, this, is, this has been my journey for medical astrology. And I hope to do more and more and more research. And very interestingly, like I said, I've got a lot of clients uh, who are doctors and who are my clients. I keep saying that again. But, yeah, that was a long way to answer your question. <laughs>
I wanted to remind all of our listeners that you are listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and me, Michelle Walters. And today we're interviewing Vedic astrologer Gautam Kapoor of Stars and Astrology. Please support all It's All Connected and give us a review so we know what you like and come back and listen to us again and again for more upcoming interviews. Gautam, I have a question about the sound mantra part of your work. Um, it'd be interesting to know how you think about sound and healing. You know, I recently went to a crystal bowls sound healing and uh, my voice is certainly part of how I help my clients in hypnotherapy with, with sound. But I'm just wondering if you have any explanations as to why sound can be so healing for people? You know, uh, I wish I had a good answer. Uh, I think it, it goes back. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at um, the word Om, right? I mean, just, just the sound that comes with Om or Om, as, as you call it, uh, you know, there is some connection to the universe. Uh, I haven't been able to qualify that. I haven't been able to quantify that. Uh, a lot of these mantras, which uh, take similar connotations as Om, right? Uh, they have some connection to the universe. They have connection to these planets. Uh, it is very abstract. Uh, and I wish I could answer your question directly, but the truth is I'm still exploring. I'm still trying to find out, uh, you know, what is it with these words? What is it uh, that these uh, sounds or these phonetics or whatever it is carry this kind of power, actually. It's just incredible to me. Uh, there is, uh, even in Vedic astrology, there is, uh, you know, a school of thought where a mantra, you know, which includes words like Om, Shunasharaya, which is for the planet Saturn, or whatever it is, as we placate or appease these planets, uh, we actually are supposed to say them 108 times. And, you know, you get those beads, if you, I, I don't know if you've seen some of those uh, sages, and they use these beads to do a count, right? Uh, let's say you got to do it 108 times. And I started to research that. I'm like, why 108 times? You know, the one represents the entire universe. Zero represents from where it started. And eight is actually for infinity. So it kind of encompasses all of those things uh, from nothing to the whole, to the infinity, which the universe is all about, right? Uh, so there is that connection to the universe. And that's what I think, makes these mantras so powerful. Um, these words have come, they've been given by our divine sages. They've been, you know, carried on for over 10,000 years. Uh, they have a lot of power. Uh, what was the motivation, uh, you know, besides placating the planets and the gods? Uh, I don't know. But at least what has been passed on to me from a knowledge perspective is what I've shared with you and your listeners. I love that. I am fascinated with mantras. I like to do toning. Because toning to me, toning is just saying anything, right? Um, so no, it's not just me listening to my own voice. But in toning, what happens is that you're allowing your, your voice to be a vibration and allowing that vibration to run throughout your whole body. But that's just a sound. So I'm really fascinated by the, the words that, that you have. I'm actually curious to know that when you, um, when you do your readings and uh, you suggest uh, your prayers and uh, and the mantras, is it something that comes from you intuitively or is it something that um, is in direct alignment with the planets and the astrology? How does that, how do you, how do you do your recommendations? So, 
So, so none of this is intuitively. Uh, I, I think uh, you guys are more of the experts when it comes to tapping into your uh, intuitive abilities. It's truth. I've seen uh, you know both of you over the years. Uh, but for for me, uh, the prognosis and the subsequent um, uh, mantras is purely based on what your rising ascendant is, where the planets are placed, what the afflictions are, uh, and then based on that mantra. So so if you've got afflicted Jupiter, you know the certain mantras just which is just specific to Jupiter, or if you've got afflicted Moon, the planets which are specific to the planet moon and then you know in vedic astrology and of course in my things you know when i talk to my clients i tell them that's not just mantras that you need to do of course you're getting the healing from mantras but you're also supposed to do good charitable acts like donating to you know an orphanage or taking care of you know women in a battered women's institute taking care of senior citizens and every planet and all of these charitable things that you do have a direct correlation with the planets. Believe it or not, it's really fascinating. So back to your question, there is nothing that is intuitive. It's just research, studying all of these books over the years, and it's very focused to your chart and the placement of planets uh, within those uh, in, in your chart. Okay, now I'm gonna ask you one question because I'm hogging you from Michelle. Sorry about that, <laughs> Michelle. Is where on your charts did it say, hey, uh, do the computer work and start this. It was <laughs> right. So, did you have you ever looked back and go, "Oh, this is why I decided to go into this business"? Uh, you know, uh, my own chart. Um, you know, in in my house of profession, which is the tenth house, I've got Saturn placed in that. Uh, Saturn itself rules over new technology. It rules over uh, things like oil and gas. It rules over salt. Iron ore. So these are the professions that uh, are active. It's uh, not to say that uh, I looked at my chart and I got into it. Um, you know, it, uh, I I was just drawn towards computers. You know, over the years and fascinated by that science. So it just so happened that I whatever my karmic actions were, they kind of did converge with my destiny. And this is one of the things that I always tell people that your free will or your karmic actions will ensure that you fulfill your destiny, you know, that you converge with your destiny. So back to me, uh, the placement of Saturn is really uh, what has determined, you know, me going into, um, uh, you know, computer science and, you know, the associated fields that come with it. My own uh, eighth house, uh, you know, which is for cult sciences, the hidden, mysterious and all of those, which is ruled by Mars, uh, is also strong in my chart, uh, kind of has a direct aspect to Saturn. That's one of the reasons I've been actively uh, doing um, uh, astrology over the years. You know. Very interesting. Very interesting, Ghanem. Um We find your background just so fascinating. And as you were talking about things and pointing out that Cynthia is more of the intuitive person and I'm mm -hmm. more of the kind of rewrite your mind person, um, what I'm hearing from you in terms of the stars bit is that you don't have to do that, that in the stars, if you're knowledgeable and you study and understand how things work, it's all connected, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is definitely all connected. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I completely agree with you, Michelle, actually. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, your actions 
no matter what your stars are, right? Your actions, what you do, your ability to tap into your own self and realize your own potential is actually going to help you fulfill, um, you know, your destiny. And I think if, uh, and, and here's the thing, right? Uh, yes, certain people will, you know, kind of hit a wall with what they achieve in life or whatever it is. But your goal, you know, your Michelle, Cynthia, your goal, as well as my goal, is to make sure that people realize the potential. We've got different ways of doing it, right? I mean, you're helping an individual, you know, through their own self, through the through the power of their own mind, uh, you know, to realize the potential. I'm obviously leveraging the power of stars or planets or whatever it is. But I think our end goal is very similar in so many ways. And that's just to your point. It's all connected, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fascinating, right? I mean, these conversations, you could just sit for hours and hours and just talk about these things. And you just keep, uh, you know, it's like those layers of the onions. You could keep peeling and you could just go double, triple, and quadruple click. And there's so many things to be explored, right? Even from a Vedic astrology perspective, you know, I tell everybody there's 12 houses, nine planets, each planet going zero to 30 degrees. Imagine the permutation combinations. It's like just a million of them. And, you know, it's like such a complex algorithm. And, you know, I tell everybody that, um, am I going to be able to decode this? No, I'm not going to be able to decode this even in seven lifetimes. But, you know, we've got to keep endeavoring. Right, right. It's a matter of of, of uh, keeping at it, I guess mm -hmm. you might say. Just keeping at it. So for our listeners who want to get in touch with you, Gautam, what's the best way for people to find you? Sure. Uh, my website is uh, www.starsandastrology.com. That's stars with a with an S. So starsandastrology.com. Uh, if you get on the website, just click on contact me. You've got all my uh, 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 you know contact information, and I took one of my best pictures I could ever find, and I put it on that. So I don't look like that anymore, but uh, at least it's still a good feel thing, <laughs> you know. You're not the only one with outdated pictures on the internet. I've oh, seen it before. I'm not the only so. one. Okay, I feel better. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> but yes, that's the uh, that's the fastest and easiest way uh, to find me. Uh, and, and surprisingly, people from all over the net, uh, you know, different parts of the world, even countries like Slovakia, uh, they've managed to find me on the internet. So, you know, I've got my email address over there. Uh, my phone number is in there and people have sent me WhatsApp messages or whatever it is. Uh, just be cognizant of the time. I am in uh, West Coast, United States of America, Pacific time. So when I receive those calls, make sure it's not two in the morning, right? I like to sleep just like everybody else do. Well, I can't wait for people to um, to connect with you and see what's going on with their health and well-being. I think it's really amazing. So thank you so much. It's been incredible having this um, time with you. And, um, and it's been a pleasure. Uh, I just want you to remember, all everyone, that you're listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and Michelle Walters. Today, we've been speaking with Gautam Kapoor, Vedic astrologer, ev stars and astrology please support it's all connected we ask that you follow us on your favorite podcast platform and rate and review our show it will really help us a lot thank you so much gato thank no, you no i would uh, like to thank you cynthia as well as you michelle sorry michelle i kind of spoke over you but uh, you guys are doing some incredible stuff i mean i've seen you 
well, both of you over uh, many years and eons ago and, uh, you know, keep uh, keep doing the great things that you guys are doing, helping people tap into the potential, uh, you know, using your uh, soothing, calm voice, uh, you know, uh, keep keep doing that magic, right? Uh, I wish I had a soothing, calm voice. I'm kind of a little <laughs> rash when I talk, but, uh, you know, keep doing the good things that you guys are doing. And yeah, I'll, uh, I, 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 you know, I want to tell even my listeners and people, you know, who might uh, tune into this podcast uh, uh, to support uh, It's All Connected, uh, you know, and get a chance to know you, Cynthia, as well as you, Michelle. Uh, more and uh, you know see some of the amazing stuff that you guys are doing so thank you for giving me this opportunity it was really a pleasure oh thank you it was great thanks got him hey there it's cynthia want to invite you to a virtual space every first and third friday pacific time at noon called chill and chat it's a space where we get to talk and explore how you can use and expand your intuitive skills notes are below I also have an in-person session coming up November 11th and 12th in San Francisco called Align Your Mind, Body, and Spirit for 2023. The link for more information and registration is below. Are you in sales? Would you like to improve your skills? Try Hypnosis for Sales with me, Michelle Walters. Weekly, from mid-October through mid-November. See the details on my Eventbrite page in the show notes below. Come, it'll be fun, and it'll be great to bump up your sales. You've been listening to It's All Connected!